Welcome to the Queensland Racing Preview. I'm Nick Ethicott and I'm joined by Shane Churlio. Shane's been bitten by a spider. He looks like he's got a little bit of a red mark on the side. Spider-Man. And he's, he's, uh, he's got his pre-gym shake there. Show, just show everyone up below the table there, Shane. You've just been working out. You got a PT this week after you've been fat shamed on the bulldozer. Mate, you're looking very, uh, very gaunt in the face. Yeah, I don't look great, do I, actually? That's mm. really annoying. I don't know. The spider bite. Might be crook. Uh, it could be a hickey. It's definitely not that. <laughs> now, the racing, uh, speaking of crook, the races are back at Eagle Farm this weekend. The rails that are true. We saw some interesting footage or pictures of Kementari kicking up sort of what looked to be really big clods at the track. How do you expect the track to race or play? Um, you touched upon it on the radio this morning, but what do you think it's going to do? Look, I think, um, yeah, I suppose you've got to have an opinion going into a meeting, and I think the track will um, chop up quickly and deteriorate just like we've seen, you know, the last couple of meetings there before the break. Um, so it really, so how, how I understand it from the participants, uh, the people that have ridden on the track and trainers and the feedback that you wouldn't read about in the paper is that once the top of the track is cut off um, and they get through it, it then becomes really firm uh, under, foot, under hoof. So um, the, the grass had some kind of disease or something in the leaf and in the root system, so it wasn't binding, so it was getting pretty well mashed up and then, you know, being very firm. So... You would have know, you'd notice in the results, there's big margins between first and last. Some horses just not letting go and, and some horses, some abject failures there with no real ex- explanation. So uh, I'm going to approach the meeting like like it's the same Eagle Farm that we've been betting on earlier in the year. And uh, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's under proviso that we don't get a lot of rain. Um, it's a, it, is it doesn't a good, look like there's any. It doesn't. So it is a good draining track and you'll read about that part of it. It's... Um, Look, we've had 100 mils on this track prior to racing, you know, over the summer and they raced on a good four and it was still a very firm surface. So um, I'm betting, I'll be be doing the form on the races accordingly that we're going to be racing on a firm eagle farm surface. Okay, we might uh, just look at six, seven, eight. Uh, This week I'll be covering the eagle farm meeting, so pray for me. And Curls is on fire at the moment. Uh, he'll be covering the Gold Coast Friday and then Dolby on Saturday. There's been a little bit of talk about uh, it doesn't matter where they are, they still pay the same price as the saying goes. But, um, yeah, there's been some talk. Last week there was a huge amount of uh, dual nominators for the Sunshine Coast meeting um, and then the meeting on Saturday. It's been decimated with scratching. So we won't go into any of the Gold Coast races because there is a lot of overlap. So we'll just talk about race six, seven, eight. But... Yeah, hats off to Racing Queensland in terms of their program. I think over the COVID period, there's just been um, an embarrassment of riches of good races to bet on and lots of different varieties. So people can be a little bit too critical sometimes, but I'd rather have lots of product on the shelf than than not at the moment. I think they're doing um, the best that they can and giving trainers options and horses lots of different options to, to sort of win races. So I think, yeah, there's probably not much chop in betting early, but um, bet once the fields are sort of known. But Looking at race six at Eagle Farm, it's a mouth-watering clash here with with Isotope and Rothfire going head-to-head. There's been a lot of talk during the week, who's the best two-year-old in in Queensland? Um, It'll depend what distance, I would have thought, with um, Wisdom of Water and 
Kishi Kano in the mix as well. Um, and then you've got the Sydney visitor, uh, Wild Ruler, in the mix as well. So if you look at the market, it's about 230 isotope, Rothfire, 280, uh, and then $7 Wildfire, looking at sort of the best best price in the market. What's your take on the race or read on the race, Curls? Yeah, look, pretty well identified. It looks a two-horse race. Um, yeah, I'll just... Uh, look, I suppose Balix is one other you could potentially throw in the mix there. I know it's double-figure price, but it has it has had some spruik, um, and it hasn't seen a firm surface, I don't think, on race day. So, um, you know, certainly going to get that here. Um, so it could be the fly in the ointment potentially, but this stage I sort of wouldn't expect anything different from Rothfire, you know, trials and, and that have been well documented leading into this. I'd expect them to be aggressive. I expect them to find the front and I expect them to run along. Uh, interesting, well, interesting is probably one way of putting it. The tactics on um, Isotope last start, you know, ridden with that sit, um, lengthened nicely, obviously, you know, on trial to, to get to 1400 and the JJ is something that the stable has spoken about. So like at this stage, I'm probably in the Rothfire camp on a firm track running to the front and, and being very hard to get past. Mm. Yeah. I'd, over, um, over the 1200 meters, I would have thought that Rothfire would have the edge over isotope. Um, at this stage, even though uh, Isotope might have an apparent sort of uh, fitness edge over that runner. I thought Wild Ruler, the gear change with the crossover noseband, will be interesting to see how that horse reacts to that. Uh, you know, for some horses, it can be uh, a blessing. I'll have to go back into the, the punting form database and have a look at some um, analytics around, you know, stats with, you know, Snowden crossover noseband sort of first time. But you know, with that form around Makura, I'd be wary with a horse of, you know, sort of that calibre um, coming into this race as well. Sometimes you can get a little bit caught up in your own little fishbowl, hey, Kels, and uh, sort of miss the, you know, the Sydney side of coming up to knock the um, knock the Queenslanders out. It's always a good, a good thing to keep an eye on first up horses from Melbourne or Sydney when you're betting into Queensland races to keep them well under your guard especially from the Toby Edmonds yard. I, um, I think that's something to look out for. Um, in terms of betting into the race, it'll be small units and I'll, I'll sort of be betting late, but they look, um, they look the three chances to me. Speaking of a, a really good horse coming from Sydney, I've sort of heard that they've, they've been offered over $2 million for this Canaan, Michael Canaan, I guess they've named the horse after, from the Chris Waller yard, once trained by Mick Kent, uh, winner of the Frank Packer Plate, Enormous win. Ryan Maloney's picked up the ride. I think that suits him. Barrier 17 allows his horse to have clear air. Uh, you know, what sort of, what horse beats, you know, a galloper of this class? Uh, looking at the punting form benchmark data ratings, he's got a significant edge. So he'd have to regress uh, heavily back to the 1800. And the other horse that I sort of thought uh, was, was impressive last start and wasn't really suited with the setup. Uh, was super giant. I thought it could improve um, out in front. I'm not saying it could beat Canaan, but I'd, I've definitely, after its last run, it was sort of put the riding on the wall. It's going to knock over a lot of races, super giant. What, uh, what are your thoughts on the gun, Sid? Skills? 
Uh, yeah, look, I suppose the, the first thing I noticed was probably the lack of, of um, horses from south, down south coming up, you know, and sort of targeting this race on the way to, you know, uh, some, some uh, longer distance three-year-old races. Um, it just it does look a gift, really. To the favourite, like you say, the the data around its win and the fra- Frank Packer Plate was super. Um, the a little bit of little bit to be desired, really. Uh, the locals sort of at this trip, um, you know, we we looked at a couple of horses here, like Profit and Ballistic Boy, for example, who were pretty strong in the market at some local runs, and uh, you know had a fair fair sized pot on those couple of horses last time, and they failed again. Even to see a horse like Profit come up five dollars is quite strange i think that um if you're looking at winning chances it's not one of them it takes up a fair percentage of the market so um Canaan looks a good price i think it starts it'll start deep into the red um come jump time but oh you know like you said there's some horses some more progressive types like super giant who you know um super run the other day took a good one to get him down late um so yeah, like it's uh, there, there could be some potential, you know, some potential plays at, at some good place prices. But um, for me, it's just about it's about the favourite and the favourite winning, and and then it come down to map. And um, once again, you come back to a horse like Super Giant from the gate should be able to get the favours. Just for my own personal um, amusement, I'd love for you to back Canaan and then get beaten because I know you. Uh... You love betting on the Waller camp, and I just love you. Sort of like Dan Kelly. Once you get beaten after backing a a Waller run, I, I don't. I think you ran as good as DK, so it wow. would tickle my fan. Look, I've got pl- we've we've all got plenty of examples. Um, and look, I, the, the latest one, and um, this is certainly not influencing my decision on this race. But there was Safiano come up from Sydney the other day off a nice win, uh, and ran into. Um, that nice horse Edmund's wisdom of water. Mm. Um, you know, Aquas had a, you know, has ownership in, in both horses. Safiano's, you know, six dollars out to nineteen dollars on the fair and, and takes no part and gets beaten home by maideners and wisdom of water bolts in. And Safiano will be a completely different horse. Mm. Um, you know, Makes if he gets sense. if he gets into the JJ fourteen hundred group one, he's just a freak grand final trainer, Walla. Uh, and also at getting at having the right horse win, you know, in their prep at the right time. Uh, one of their non-winners things won at the Gold Coast last week. Got up the fence, never went around a horse. Um, Gresham, Gresham, and um, you know they 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 interviewed Shayla after the race and he said, "Yeah, we tricked him into winning today. We rode him cold and we just kidded to him and we we tricked him into another win." They're freaks at it. It just drives you mental. Long price winners when the stable mates favourite and things like that, but but this is not a run of the mill race. This is a Group Three on the way to a, to a Group One, and he um, should be getting the job done here. Surely, if a stable mate knocks it off here, I'd, I'll make DK look like a kindergarten tantrum. <laughs> now, oh yeah, look, I'd probably say that the Champagne Classics, the feature race on the card, but um, I guess the nonny feature race of the card would be the Victory Stakes, where Probably the um, the captain coach of the nonnies, Kementari, uh, takes up. Um, you know, I think he's come up second favourite, just over Vega One. Uh, I think we'll just do um, 
runner by runner sort of commentary around winning chances here and we'll probably just end up with a lot of egg in our face because a lot of these horses just sort of seem to be on the merry-go-round at the moment. But um, let's go with Kementari uh, for the first one. We'll go all the way down the page. So Kementari, I'd say he was a slight forgive last start. If, he, if his name wasn't Kementari, uh, you'd think that the run was okay coming into this. I think a big a bigger track would suit him. I think he can win. Curls, you're... Like, I'm trying to start an argument with you here. Like... <laughs> Like, where's the form? I know we're going through these runners one by one. Where's the form, Kementari? This is this is a no-form race. This is a no-form horse. Um, like, and, like, don't quote me that it's ran seconds in group ones. This thing could run second anywhere in the world. You know, this thing could run second in an arc and then run second in Everest. I'm sure of it. Yeah. No, yeah, can't, he's, have he's it. can't have well it. Well down. Vega days, grey worm. Tambo's made of lowered his colours, so agree. He looks really well found at the five dollars, so it'll be interesting to see um, what the late Godolphin money does there. Um, Cesar off a pretty reasonable break, I thought was okay late. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't shock at the at, at the price. I couldn't be against it at thirty. I wouldn't want to lay it. Yeah, but it can't win, in my opinion. Yeah, look, um, you know he's a He's a good toiler with a terrible racing pattern uh, for this for this class. Um, you know, he's, he just lacks it probably lacks a length or two to, to sit to sit back from gate sixteen and and round them up. Um, I hope he yeah, I'm sure he'll run well. He's honest, but I just don't think he can, yeah. he, he has a killer blow. Mm. I don't say this often, but I think Fraud suits him. Uh, Tambo's mate got the money last start. Um, McGillivray sticks. Good around deep image. I sort of, I was sort of a bit shocked uh, when Tambo's mate won. I, I couldn't really believe my eyes. But Stuart Kendrick, as I so oftenly say, is very hard to catch. I'm not sure what he does, but he's very tricky and clever. Yeah, look, he goes good, Stu. Um, you know, he's got this horse going really well. You know, obviously they they win the um, BRC sprint last time, and it gets the golden ticket. So you probably get a he gets a run in the Stradbroke, I think, and um, you know he's going to be on speed. That looks a race that's devoid of any speed on paper, unless someone decides to to change, you know, to change their tactics, and like, he'll be thereabouts again in a very similar field to last start in a very similar run race. Mm. I thought Chapter and Verse looked a big price given the race is so shallow, off an SP profile. Yeah, like you know he's been. This horse sort of run running consistently around Queensland's you know, open sort of you know open sort of horses like um, Outback Barbie those sorts of horses um, deep image um, and thereabouts like we'll probably need the race run to suit it's a little bit of a tricky gate for it I thought but I could imagine it'll be further back than you know than uh, backward of midfield more so than in front of midfield from the gate and um, probably better horses finishing off than him. Nick and Over will need every bit of the 1,200. He goes well fresh, though. Yeah, he's, um, look, he's a good horse. He's sort of in that um, pretty similar sort of bracket to uh, a horse like Chapter and Verse. Good mm. around Queensland's, you know, sort of better horses. Um, I think you're right. I think he probably get a bit better over a little bit further. 
What did you think of um, Victor M last start? He buck jumped early. Yeah, look, I'm looking for a bit of egg on face here. I want to take something on. And just like, where's the form, Victoria? Like, mm. um, it, like, what's it ever, you know? It's a listed winner at Eagle Farm beating YPO a couple of preps back. It ran second in a pretend race at Randwick worth $1.3 million. Um, mm. like, second to Viridine Scone. It, 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 yeah, it's, you're right. It's, it's a bit of a trick shot there. Um, Vega One was okay last start. Looks well found though at five fifty for mine. Yeah, I think there was, um, you know, there's a school of thought that it was probably the run of the race last time when all these met. Um, the switch up, jock change here. Jim Byrne on it. Bailey on the outback. Barbie. Jim Byrne gets the ride. Vega One in the straight break with fifty two. So I don't think Bailey Notif could make the weight. So hence Jim's on here. Um, it's probably, he's going to try and posse up somewhere a little bit closer, you know, this time rather than last start. Um, I think he'll settle, you know, in front of Kamantari. He'll beat that horse home comfortably. I reckon he's got a length or two on him. And um, certainly not going to be against him. He's one of the winning oaks for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be a bit skinny for mine at the current yeah. point. Uh, Signor Fox, outclassed. Looks it. Um, yeah, that'll do. Outclassed. Uh, deep image. I thought it was a really honest run. It didn't surprise me the remarkable improvement from the first up run, trip away, uh, and then come back to Doombin, which is typical of Robert Heathcote horses to improve significantly back at home. Yes. Um, I like the I, I liked the travel before, you know, and then and then run again. I think that just um, helps fitness, etc. Really keen on this horse. I've had something uh, already. Um, I think I don't have any issue with the gate. Just got Steph's just got to get the horse to begin that little bit better this time. Um, you know, if he begins a little bit better last time, he the horse probably gets to the spot outside the leader and probably wins the race. Um, and I think on this track where he has excellent stats, um, you know, really enjoys it here. I think you'll see an aggressive ride and I think you'll see this horse uh, in front at the furlong marker. And um, it's just a matter of whether the others can run him down. I think this is one that's, uh, you know, at the quite was a little bit over the odds. I give mm, it a leading yeah. chance. Uh, <clears throat> Brad Stewart jumps on Winter Bride. Uh, comes off a 41-day break off uh, an okay run behind White Moss. Not sure if it was suited on the heavy. It's trialled at Bow Desert. I'm not sure if you've seen that trial, but I think that she'd have the class to win a race like this. And I think Barrier 10, Stewart can probably follow and sit behind Deep Image if they liked. And Gia, I think it's got the class to, to go past your horse deep image for sure at a similar quote yeah it's another one that um has attracted a little bit from me as well um i think it's a great winning chance um arguably should have been a group one winner should have won the railway uh at ellerslie probably um it's a bit stiff uh it's obviously it's you know been very consistent and close up um you know in some good races behind some you know some proper group some proper group horses where big question marks on, on a few of these, whether they're proper group horses. So, uh, you know, it's one of the two horses that I think are, are over the odds for sure. I think definitely winning. Home. 
Surprise Freddie Foxtrot has found his way here. Oh, well, he's, um, you know, he's been aggressively ridden in a couple of wins and I'd imagine they ride similar here and the firm, if it is, a, if they don't get any rain and the tracks, you know, stays pretty firm, it's a pretty adaptable sort of horse, but he has, you know, proven himself, you know, has run well here. So I think from the gate, it can be settled closer and uh, it's a top eight chance. Socks are gone. Seems like a new horse this prep. Yeah, actually had form behind Vega one last time. Um, was much one hundred percent sure whether it's one of these that's uh, dual accepted. So not hundred percent sure whether he comes yeah, here. But no, not. Um, you know, certainly, certainly up in up, up in class here, and he's unknown probably against a few more of these. Did SP big price behind Vega one when it ran second to it, but um, you know. Yeah, I won't be back anyway. Anyone I think is a winning home. Mm. Uh, Outback Barbie, there was plenty of money for her last start, which sort of seemed to me that, that indicated she'd be ready for that contest. She was just sort of there and sort of lacked a killer punch. Mm. I couldn't be with her, but this is a mare that mixes a form. So, yeah, look, it surprised me. Um, I've sort of, yeah, talk, you know, you wanted to get egg on our face. So I've got this horse double figures. Um, I'll give it. I don't think it's a winning chance. Um, she's been to Eagle Farm a few times and has disappointed when she's come here. I think you're right about the SP uh, profile of it and stablemate Vega one last time out. That Barbie was there to win. Vega was there to hit the line on its way to the Stradbroke, which we've seen we've seen from it it's you know the stable's very consistent at that the the horse at sps and as well supported in the market runs better um this horse was there to win the only sort of potential tick you could give the horse was it went back to the inside uh which is probably the inferior part of the track uh, but i've got some big question marks over this horse and um, at this track so i'm happy to be i'm happy to be against it oh, i'm not going to lay it or anything i just think that it's it's half the price it should be and win abroad and and deep in uh, deep in which were the two that should be about the same price as this horse. Yeah, I I think um, she's better suited in mares grade. I used to back her. You know, I think I backed a lot in you know last year's Tats Tiara and when she finds mares grade, I think she's hard to beat. But against the boys, I just think she gets found out. And I think yeah, you're right. She's like a, a small track horse rather than a. A big track, and we've yeah, we often talk about track profile here, so I won't keep going into that. Uh, Free of Dead, I thought was uh, a little bit over the odds with its form around Zilong, who actually ran a pretty good race in the Goodwood, um, only beaten 3.6 to trekking, uh, sort of let him up and, and knocked up there. So that's not the worst form if this horse is sort of a 50 to 1 chance, but again, um, it's, it's going to be up and on, and I just don't, I'm not sure if. Um, I can see the race sort of panning out. I just don't know if you want to be up in up and on the speed, you know, you know, with a horse like this. Um, yeah, I mean, because it might bust us, bust it up again. Like it might be just deja vu. It just needs to find a, a different style of race or sort of race. Like Eagle Farm, I can sort of see him in wanting late. Well, I sort of expect it. Like if I've, I've marked this horse as the potential flaw in the ointment. Um, Mm. You know, like I said previous, you know, at the start, if there's all 
it doesn't look like a great deal of speed on paper, but you know, you get a horse like Free of Debt, which is on speed running, that's drawn the outside gate. Maybe that is press. Um, I've got no idea what it's doing here, um, to be honest. Um, is it a is it a wet tracker? Like, is it is its best is its best efforts on the wet? You know, don't know that it's done a lot on the dry. Apart from, well, it's got really big margins on the dry. Um, well, I'm happy to be happy to be against this horse. I don't. Um, surely there was a class one somewhere at Bow Desert or somewhere they could have run it. <laughs> like, yeah. So we <laughs> say that yeah, Winter Bride's probably the horse out of out of all that that I'd I'd be probably most interested. I think she's going to get an okay run if they decide to tack on the back of Deep Image and might be just me and Curls coming up the home straight, just knowing Curls' form at the moment, I'm sure I'm Deep Image would out-bob it on the line and I'd run second just yet again. But uh, he is seeing them really well. So if you want to jump on board, head to themailbag.com.au and, yeah, bet, bet often and, and bet wide. Gold Coast and Dolby this week. Interesting little, uh, interesting meeting at Dolby too. Just got to give Dolby a plug. It's uh, there's ten, there's ten races there on Saturday. So they've had fifteen mils of rain um, at Dolby this week. So it's like a real uh, like black soil track. So if it gets too wet, it, it's you know it's like running sticky mud. So um, be interesting to see what what happens between the, between now and uh, and race one, as far as the weather's concerned. But there's always a couple of opportunities out wide. What uh, question without notice? Dolby esque Gatton. What's the best one to attend like, in physically to go and to, and absorb the atmosphere of the out white joints? Like Mwilumbar, I can throw that in there. Like, yeah, I haven't been what's there. The thing about what's the best thing about that? I hear there's lots of snakes around Mwilumbar in the sugar cane. Yeah. Um, well. Esk is known as, uh, sorry, Kilcoy is known as the Mooney Valley of the North. It's yeah. nothing like Mooney Valley. It's a hell of a lot better. And they have the best stakes. <laughs> they have the best stakes um, in, in Queensland, I think, at, like at a racetrack, definitely. Yeah. Um, unique little setup there at Kilcoy. Um, Gatton's, Gatton's got the best bar, best attended public bar. It's in the open, you know, little tin roof and, tin shutters that they open up and it's all very well patronised and there's plenty of locals that uh, don't want to drink, whether it's 10.30am race one or six o'clock race 10, well patronised. <laughs> <laughs> all very, there's a, there is some unique racetracks actually around here. So, uh, but I normally rate them on where I'm, where I'm successful at. So um, Toowoomba's the best track in Australasia and yeah, probably Gatton, Gatton, <laughs> Kilcoy and Warwick's probably the worst track in Queensland. Well, once COVID lifts, we might have to uh, just have a look at the schedule and try and do a, uh, a Curly's a Curly's Provincial Circuit tour. And you might we might get a little bus, and if we can get enough interest and get twenty blokes to go on a tour for a week, we might try and hit three three of these meetings in a week and see how much money we can win off the bookies. How good would it be? Hey. How drunk, well, I was going to say, how good would it be? But then I was thinking how drunk we'd get. So there'd be no <laughs> no drinking until we finish betting would have to be the rule. It'd be, uh, be good fun. Thanks, mate. Good luck. Um, and we'll tune in to everyone, uh, you know, as we post out the sets on, on Friday and Saturday. So right. thanks, guys. Thanks, girls. Good, mate. Cheers. See you, buddy.